Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Entertaining and informative. James Golden, a.k.a. Bo Snerdly, is on the air. 77 WABC. W. A. B. C. Talk Radio New York. Talk about not stopping crying. I mean, all you have to do, I know this is serious, I'm being serious, is look at what's going on over in the Ukraine. I mean, this whole deal with the hospital, this is just unconscionable. And you know what? If Russia, let us see whether the world has, shall we say, onions at the end of this conflict, whenever that is, to hold Vladimir Putin accountable for his decisions, his action, and the horrific, horrific kill strikes that his army and his military has been making. The Children's Hospital is in the port city of Maripai, or Maripol, and the city is being described as completely destroyed from Russian airstrikes. And right now we do have the famed author, Lee Smith. Lee, of course, The Plot Against the President, bestseller. Lee, welcome. How are you? James, thank you so much for inviting me on today. I really appreciate it, and it's great to be with you and your great audience. Thank you so much. Lee, I saw a video that you did, Uh and it's gotten widespread attention where you analyzed the situation in Ukraine. But first, you gave us all a history lesson in the Mideast. And one of the things that will always stand with me from that, you said Mm -hmm. something, if your country is called, if people refer to it now as one of the countries that was one of the crossroads of civilization, that's not good. That means that that armies have been coming in and out of your country. I'm paraphrasing you, of course. Uh, Yeah. Forever. And that's not a good thing. So we don't have a lot of time to go in a complete history lesson, but what can you tell us about this Ukraine conflict? And you had some really keen remarks about the way America and the the relationship between America and Ukraine. Yeah. Um, Well, if I can just start off with one of the things, you know, you were speaking about before you kindly brought me on, and that's about what Putin is up to right now in Ukraine. And so you mentioned something about the Middle East, and this is what we saw Putin's forces up to in Syria, right? He bombed hospitals. He bombed schools. Um, you know, th- this is it, 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 it's a, uh, a vicious assault. So it's it's not surprising what we're seeing. And I, and I want to say something to your listeners. I think a lot of people probably don't understand. While the Biden administration appears to be taking a tough stand against Putin, they're not taking a tough stand against Putin at all. What they're doing, in fact, is they're they're negotiating with the Russians over Iran's nuclear weapons program, and they intend to provide uh, Iran with the bomb. So 
So what we're seeing is a lot of fake, uh, a lot of fake hand waving. Right? The Biden and the Biden team pretending to be tough on Putin, and none of this is happening at all. And to answer your most direct question, th- this is actually a segue into the issue, because in fact the United States is one of the parties. The, na- the U.S. National Security Establishment is one of the parties that is responsible for the violence we're seeing unfold right now in Ukraine. Of course, the blame falls primarily on Vladimir Putin, but insofar as Ukraine has been a client state of America for several decades, what the United States has done with Ukraine, seeing Ukraine as an instrument to uh, try to beat up on Putin on the cheap, has has helped put the Ukrainians in the middle of this conflict, um, in the middle of this conflict between Putin and what he says, uh, what he says is the steady encroachment of NATO. There are many other ways American policymakers, right and left, could have handled it. They chose not to. They chose to be reckless um, with a smaller country, with a client of the United States. And this is how we got to where we are today. Now, can you explain this? I've said for a long time, I think NATO is useless uh, as far as American interests are concerned. Um, and and the, the threat after World War II is primarily we went into NATO to defend and protect Europe. Europe is now totally capable of defending themselves. They, yeah. have, enough in, they have enough GDP that they could stand up a strong military in all of the European nations, if they chose to. But let's talk about something else with NATO, because Mm -hmm. Ukraine was making noises about going to NATO. Everybody remembers the Cuban Missile Crisis. Mm -hmm. This was the idea that Russia, our foe, was going to have a base capable of delivering nuclear weapons to the United States 90 miles from our coast. Right. I am not an apologist for Russia, but it yeah. seems to me if we can accept that that was a great premise, should we have had a different stance when Russia said, hey, wait a minute, these guys are on our border and we don't want them in NATO with weaponry so close to our nation? Was that a legitimate point that Russia was raising? Uh, without, um, without uh, as you said, One does not have to be pro-Putin to understand the layout of the world and to look at borders and to look at uh, people wanting to protect their borders from what they believe to be hostile forces. And I think that's something that U.S. policymakers, again, when I say that a lot of this must, a lot of the blame must fall on U.S. policymakers, you are getting precisely at what I'm talking about. There's something else that has to be said about NATO. When you said that, I, 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 and I agree, that NATO has, um, it's possible NATO could have a new purpose, but the idea of defending against the Soviet Union um, or the idea of picking up former Soviet states to encircle Russia is not a great idea. But there's something else that NATO is, James, which, which, you, which you will understand better than anyone. We've all been looking at the deep state and what's going on in Washington and how all the money circulates, how what people tell us are different agencies and bureaucracies and programs and resources 
protecting the American people. There's something else going on here, too. And we're talking about it's, it's, it's jobs. It's an industry. It's about transfers of money. And that's the other thing NATO is. So when we rightly, when we, uh, when we uh, who are the pro-American part of the United States electorate and the United States political system, when we say, hey, these guys in NATO, they're not paying their fair share to be protected by primarily um, American taxpayers. There's another money flow going on 